0: You are listening to listener-supported Elisha Space podcast. In this space, we discuss mental health awareness issues and topics of faith. I'm your host, Elisha Lee. Today, we have entrepreneur Jeff Davis, who has done keynote speeches internationally and is a sought-after expert on self-leadership and overcoming adversity. Jeff did a TEDx talk in New York called How to Fulfill Your Inner Life, And he frequently speaks to, consults with, and coaches high schools, colleges, nonprofits, organizations, associations, conferences, and businesses. He's been to five different continents and now lives abroad in the Netherlands. He's an author of the award-winning book, Reach Your Mountaintop, as well as the Amazon bestseller, The Power of Authentic Leadership. Jeff is always leaving his audiences with useful tips and strategies. Jeff is no stranger to setbacks, difficulties, and adversities. In 2007, at age 17, after a series of unexpected circumstances, he hit rock bottom and nearly committed suicide. In college, he was severely bullied by someone on his baseball team to the point of physical abuse. His story has helped millions of people worldwide. Jeff graduated from McDaniel College with a BA in Economics and Mathematics, receiving all college honors and honors in economics while playing Division III baseball. He went on to receive his master's degree from Johns Hopkins Carey Business School, completing a two-year program in one year while growing his business and publishing a book through a publishing house. He has worked with fascinating and top-notch companies in Connecticut, Maryland, the Netherlands, and Budapest, Hungary. From startups and county government to a Fortune 500, he has a gift for connecting with audiences, and he has a demonstrated ability to positively affect others. So let's get started.
1: Hello, thank you for joining Elisha Space. This is Elisha Lee. I am a faith based temperament therapist, and I have with me Jeff Davis. Jeff and David and I, um, we've actually um, known each other. My goodness, it has to be over for 10 years. Um, He is an entrepreneur and a keynote speaker, he is an author. He's basically uh, spoken all over the country he has a worldwide presence with his books the the organizations and associations that he's with and he has the amazon bestseller the power of authentic leadership and also the award-winning book reach your mountaintop it is my pleasure absolute pleasure to speak with jeff today and um welcome to the show
2: Eliza it's a pleasure to be here i'm I'm honored, and I'm very much looking forward to our chat here today.
1: Jeff, you have overcome so much in your lifetime. I just recall um so many stories that you've shared that was so positive and uplifting and um you've done it with such you know like like there's this an adventure behind it. And yet you're one of the most, if I may be, um, just give you all the props here. (laughs) Um, You're one of the most uh, humble people I have probably ever met in my life um, with everything that you've been through. Can you kind of share how did you get to where you are today?
2: Yes, absolutely. Well, I very much appreciate those kind words. And uh, this, this is going to be a fantastic discussion here. So as you mentioned, I I have overcome some challenges in in the past, certainly some quite severe challenges. And uh, to share how I got to where I am today would first be uh, relevant to include in the story and to share that. Let's let's backtrack to when I was 17 uh, years old. This is uh, 14 years ago. And I was uh, severely suicidal. And Mm. uh, I had uh, no coping mechanisms. I had no perspective whatsoever. I was at a highly, highly competitive all boys high school and I'll, and I'll, I'll be direct in a respectful way. It was, it was quite dysfunctional because it was so competitive and because the coaches and the students and the teachers weren't providing uh, students with the right life perspective. And I had, I had pressure from, from family, from so-called friends, from everyone to be this big sports star. And I was actually a college recruit athlete. Uh, so I did very, very well in tryouts at, for for baseball. I was getting recruited literally by seven colleges and universities. And in the tryout, I did extremely, extremely well. I'm, I'm giving you the abbreviated version here. I crushed okay. a double off of a division one college recruit pitcher. I was on cloud nine and I, I unexpectedly, uh for unknown reasons, got cut from the team. And uh, despite being one of the best players, and, and I'm not saying this about myself, uh, uh, other coaches said this about me and teams I played on, despite being one of the best players, not only in the state of Connecticut, but in in the country at my age level. And it was was devastating. I had had no perspective. I didn't have a social support network at that time. So I didn't really have good friends or really any friends at my high school because it was so dysfunctional. And I didn't really have the support that I, I needed at home. And it turned into a total disaster where And this is, this is very uh, deep here where I was holding the rope in my hands. I was so depressed and down. Mm. Wow. My, my life is over because I didn't make this team. And no one taught me, Hey, Jeff, it's no big deal. If you don't make the team, no one taught me that. All I heard was if you're on the team, you're somebody. And if you're not, you're a nobody. And I bought into that so deeply and uh, so to my core that I was ready to end it all. Um, very intense, of course. Um, but then I went into a deep meditation. And uh, this was a, f- a few nights later. I, I I put the rope down. There was a a, a spark of hope that came from God. Uh, this came from God directly, and God said to me in my heart. It was an intuitive feeling and knowing. God communicated with me. Jeff, put down this rope. Go back to your room. And then to to wrap up this abbreviated version of the story. A few nights later, I'm meditating, and I go into this into pure energy. And uh, no no joke, no exaggeration. I'm meditating. I go into pure energy. This is with no social support. And mm-hmm. in that pure energy, being connected with God it wasn't an outer body experience, but it was being an energy. And I realized your self-worth doesn't depend on external circumstances. And that was the core realization I had 14 years ago at 17 years old. I'll never forget it. Uh, through the help of this miracle from God and through uh, all, all of these wonderful meditations, I was able to overcome my clinical depression naturally without the use of medication and by the way there's nothing wrong with medication i'm just sharing my own experience and uh, and and that's how i got to where i am today by sharing this story with others by being bold taking risks and asking for what i want and i'm i'm, I'm honored to share this story with anyone who can benefit from knowing that uh, it's it's never too late and there's always hope even when you think all is lost
1: that is an amazing story i did not know that story jeff and i thought i knew a lot of your stories. So that is an amazing story. Would you also say you experienced peace when you were the anxiety of things were kind of um, settled for you through the meditation you were doing?
2: Yes, a resounding yes. Very, very good question. It was an indescribable peace. It was just incredible how I could be going from clinically depressed and literally suicidal to being in this field of energy and a meditation and then having that carry on that realization, that feeling into my daily life. Of course, I still needed a lot of help. When I was 17, I ended up seeing mm-hmm. an outstanding psychologist uh, who helped me a lot. Uh, uh, and at the same time, yes, I, I was peaceful. And I somehow knew in my heart, wow, this is um, th- this is temporary. It felt like it would never end. It felt like it wouldn't go away. And But I somehow knew I was going to get through this. And I, and I credit that to to God as well. And, and, I, and, I, and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for God. Um, so I, I thank God that I'm here and, and that he's very much carried me through those difficult times, uh, both in high school and, and some challenges I had in uh, college as well.
1: I have seen some of the things that you do um, help so many people. I am so glad that you did not make that choice or that that choice did not Those feelings did not overcome you to the degree that you were going to, you know, no longer be with us anymore um, because we wouldn't have the books or people being encouraged from your talks if you if you had done that. So I am glad that you're here. We wouldn't have met if if that had happened. So I'm so glad that you, you made a different choice.
2: I, I appreciate that very much. I'm, I'm glad as well. And it's, it's very interesting how this huge, huge setback happened at 17. And look, I, I've been through worse setbacks right. financially and physically and all sorts of other things. And uh, what I always tell people is psychological ones are, are the hardest and the toughest. And, um, I wouldn't be who I am today without that. So I do see the, the deeper purpose and why I, I went through that. Although I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Uh, but. to to piggyback off of your beautiful comments say, yeah, the way my uh, life played out is that uh, life did indeed get um, better uh, after that, not right away immediately, but uh, as I got around people like you through Toastmasters, and as I met different people and I expanded my horizons, life indeed improved. So it was was interesting how uh, life started me out with this uh, horrible, horrible setback where I, I I almost ended it. And then I end up meeting wonderful people like yourself. So it's a real pleasure to have the opportunity to speak about this with you.
1: Can you share with, um, the audience, um, how you have dealt with self doubt and fear, um, when you've been had to face different things and you can share whatever stories you'd like to share.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'll, uh, I'll start out with some, some thoughts and tips and then, and, we'll, and then, uh, from there we can, uh, always go into a, um, a story as it flows. So self-doubt and fear, the first thing I would say that comes to mind is, is actually to embrace it, to embrace it. Look, we all experience self-doubt and fear. And yes, it's a normal, natural human tendency to not enjoy the self-doubt and fear. And, and it, it can be challenging for all of us. But what I would encourage um, your listeners to do, uh, Elisha, is to embrace that self-doubt and fear and I would actually also encourage them to reframe it and to mm-hmm. have it uh, have, have it be a something in your mind and, and in your heart and in your soul that reminds you, "Wow, I'm actually moving forward in, in my life i'm actually um, I'm putting myself out there um, so my my tip here is, as we move forward here is to move into it. so you've embraced it, you've reframed it in your mind, and then face it, move into it. And I know this is much easier said than done, uh, but it's very possible. With practice. And I'll be vulnerable here. As you know, I like to be open with the purpose of helping and adding value to others. I still get lots of anxiety, not in a horribly bad way, but sometimes maybe I'm putting out a vulnerable post on LinkedIn or I'm sharing something in an article or a book or I'm doing something where I'm taking a positive life-affirming risk and I'm not sure the outcome or how people will receive it. And that can very much cause um, me anxiety. And uh, what I remember is, oh, okay. Anxiety happens when you're putting yourself out there. Also, when you're facing your fears. Also, when you're, you're dealing with things. And it can, it can mean different things. But I would, I would um, uh, like to, to end this segment by saying that the, the, your listeners can embrace it and realize it's a signpost. So when you have your anxiety, you can go, oh, life is getting my attention here. Uh, I had you're having that self-doubt and fear. Okay, I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to use it as a signpost and an opportunity to face that fear and to move into it. And there's always that hidden opportunity within the self-doubt and fear. That would be my biggest encouragement.
1: Oh, yeah, thank you. And I think that you bring up a really good point, because a lot of times, you know, um, the word like doubt, words like doubt and fear are um, taboo you know, you know, yeah, you know, it's not something that you should even talk about. But see, there's also in our bodies, natural situations that come up where an alarm comes up and it tells us don't do this or don't do that. It's a natural thing that comes up. I think the key is regarding dealing with self-doubt and fear, especially if it's going towards a place you've never gone before. I think that's a natural inclination to have some concern and some fear but also to is to speak life to what you're wanting to come because I believe and this is just me but I believe that when you speak to something you can create something or create other things to occur from what you speak so if you speak positive things into the atmosphere then you'll start to see more positive things come if you speak negative things into the negative thing, negative things, and you can get a different type of um, perspective of what happens. So, and it can also affect your outlook and things. So I encourage people, you know, use affirmation, speak life to a situation, you know, if you're, for instance, in a financial situation like Jeff was referring to, that's a very scary thing, especially if you're getting notices and things of that nature. Um um that things may get shut off or, you know, car might get repossessed. Those are very scary things that you get. Um and that's that you can hear. So what I also suggest adding to what um Jeff was re- referring to, which was very good, was also speaking life to it, speaking positive things to it you know if you're applying for a new job or if you're um, um, working with um, if you have a child that's rebelling speak life over the situation speak positive things over it because that's also a way to see things change in a more positive manner so
2: powerful powerful words i i agree wholeheartedly and uh, you very much speak speaking your reality into existence. Uh, remembering what you focus on expands. Uh, you, you, nailed, you nailed it there very much. And also, yeah, our society teaches us self-doubt and fear are bad, uh, but they're not. They're there for a reason and you can actually use them to work in your advantage.
1: Yes. Yes, you can. You can. And if, if everything was comfortable, what a boring world, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I often wonder sometimes if, you know, I would be doing what I'm doing today And definitely when I think about some of the stories that you've um, and some of the things that you've shared that you've overcome, where would we be if we always felt comfortable? You
2: know. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Speaking of the things that you've overcome, uh, um, you are a go getter. Um, What advice do you have for people who are feeling stuck, you know, in, in their life or they need to move forward and they're not sure how to do it what advice would you share with them
2: yes this is another good question and i'll I'll piggyback off of our 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 previous chat there in regards to self-doubt and fear and then and and then build off it from there so first off acknowledge it acknowledge that you're feeling stuck Uh, try to stop beating yourself up for beating yourself up it's a very negative (laughs) spiral i've been in this many times Where you have the feeling of being stuck, and then you have the self-judgment and the self-criticism and the putting yourself down for being stuck. So, why I say acknowledge it is because it's a little bit of a catch-22. It's painful. It's not always easy. In fact, it's almost never easy. But when you can acknowledge it and stop judging yourself, it can very much help you move into that feeling so that you can find that opportunity. So what I want to go uh to from here is to say that feeling stuck is actually an opportunity for something greater. And mm-hmm. I know it doesn't seem that way because by definition you're stuck. But what I found in my experience is that life is trying to get your attention. Um and 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 look, this is uh this was a very um intense setback from twenty twenty. It was not too long ago. One year ago actually at this very moment, I, I actually went through a burnout. Um uh and, and uh you know I was burning the candle on both ends and I had to learn some really valuable lessons there about work-life balance and uh, slowing down a little bit. And you know, like you said, uh, also being a go-getter, and then also learning how to how to find that um, uh, that good balance. And, and I'm sharing this because I very much felt stuck a year ago, and mm-hmm. I, I, I slowed down. I listened to it. I listened to what I needed, and that helped a lot. So feeling stuck may also mean that you're not giving yourself what you need, or and or life wants to have you take a new direction or make a new choice. And you have to listen to your needs. You have to listen to yourself, slow down. And, uh, and, and finally also speak with people you're close to. Uh, certainly the self-reflection helped a lot a year ago when I had this, this burnout, which I've, uh, since recovered from also my wonderful, uh, uh a girlfriend who is now my fiance. She also provided some really powerful insights as well, uh, uh for me to find that better balance. So I wanted to share that. Openly to say, look, this happens to all of us. And when you're feeling stuck, acknowledge it, uh, slow down, reflect, find that opportunity, and then also speak to people you're close with.
1: That's really good, Jeff. That's really good. As far as your balance and finding the balance, that looks different for different people. Um, It sounds like the way you found your balance was through um, connecting with others. Is that correct?
2: Yes, yes, it absolutely is different for different people. So each person has to do what's best for them and what works for them. And uh, uh, very much so, connecting with others, it's very interesting because I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a, and I say this in a very, very uh, uh, self-loving way, <laughs> in, in a fun way, I'm a bit of a, a, a renegade maverick. I like to challenge society's customs and I like to uh, break ta- taboos and I, I like to be very open and that's great. And I'm very independent. I'm fiercely independent, and that's um, actually one of my my best qualities. With that said, mm-hmm. connecting with very wise people like uh, my fiance helped me to realize, wow, I am taking on a bit too much here. Uh, maybe I need to slow down. It doesn't mean I'm stopping what I'm doing. I'm I'm still having this lovely conversation with you here today, which I'm very much enjoying, and I'm still doing writing, and I have a lot of things going on. Uh, I I still do some videos. Um, but yes, having that perspective coming from the outside, having other people share with us what they see in us, both in a good way and also constructive feedback where uh, where are your blind spots? I wouldn't have seen some of my blind spots if it wasn't for uh, both my fiance and, and some of my a couple of my good friends that I had some some chats with and they helped me to point out some of my blind spots. I didn't even realize how much I truly was taking on. So, yeah, very, uh, very wise comment there, uh, Elisha, too to really see that yes it was both that self-reflection and also the the feedback from others that helped me get to that next level of uh, work life balance.
1: You bring a really good point though when you mentioned um, not everyone should be speaking into your life. You know what I mean? Like not every you know that you should be selective about who's in your in your inner inner circle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, and I think that's very true. That we have to be careful that we shouldn't um um uh, that we that we have to be careful about and know who is truly on your team. You know, I talk a lot about to people about your tribe, who's on your tribe, you know, and who's on your tribe may not necessarily be family, it may not necessarily be um people in your work. Who you work with? Who who you, it's it's people that are very very close to you, that are for you and are not, as they would say, hating on you, right? Um, I was talking to my son yesterday. We were talking about um, Tom Brady and his seventh. Um, you know this hit, that this is the seventh time on the Super Bowl, and I mentioned to him, and I'm not really a football person. And I know you're in the Netherlands, so I'm referring to football, American football, not soccer. Yes. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, when uh, and, and I was mentioning how like in the past people were telling were making statements, oh, this is going to be his last time. He's he's not going to do it. And yet every year he still wins. He's still winning. And um, my son made a really good comment. And he said, well, you know, mom, not Not everybody is on your side when you're winning. You know, there are some people that don't wish you well when you are winning. And I thought to myself, you know, that's really true that just because you're so you're you're winning. It doesn't mean everyone who wishes you well, truly wishes you well. And that's where you want to use that. Really discernment, I guess, to a degree and kind of see who's really and look at the fruit of what of that relationship and decide if that person is really on your side or really for you before having them speak so much into your life. So I'm glad that you you know kind of looked out, you know, were careful about who spoke into your life because not everybody wishes you well, unfortunately.
2: Yes, 100% absolutely your your son is a very wise person. Thank you for sharing that. And yes, you have to be very careful who you're listening to, who you're taking feedback. Feedback is important when it comes from the right people. And like you said, not everyone has your best interest at heart. That's a simple reality of 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 life in the in the world. And to actually piggybacking off of your and, and your son's comments with um Tom Brady's success, I was watching last year on on Netflix um uh a a ten part series, a documentary of Michael Jordan's success, uh who I I absolutely love, um all that he, he did for the sport and for the world and in this documentary the last dance michael jordan was saying how uh, uh people were coming at him literally because they were just tired that he was on top after uh, winning the championships a couple of times people just got tired of it he said and i i actually related to that because there are some really good people out there and there, there's some uh, really nasty people out there and that's put, putting it lightly so you have to be mm-hmm. very 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 careful uh who you surround yourself with and and and, and look um, let's be open here. There are some people who are making the world a better place. And there are some people who are not. And I, right. I say that not to put other people down. It's just a simple observation that there are some very brutal people out there. And uh, yeah, you have you have to be careful. And uh, very much so when I was going through that um, those challenges in 2020, I also selected, okay, I'm going to listen to this friend and this good friend and a handful of people. Um, and while you're doing that, you also have to weed out the, the criticism, the naysayers, and simply the people who, who, who just don't have your best interest at heart uh, as people who are on top, like Tom Brady, like Michael Jordan, and like others will often experience.
1: Mm-hmm. And I've also found that the more successful you are, or I don't even know, I don't like saying the word successful because I think it looks different to lo- different people. But I found that the more considered to be successful you are, the smaller your circle should be you know, because there's just not an you know, because there's there starts to become um like what you were saying of the those ulterior motives and not everybody can be trusted that's with you. So I'm really happy that you have your fiance um with you who can speak to you, um, speak the positive things to you. And give you that feedback. Um, because um it's just so important to have uh that in your life, I think, you know, as far as with people and, and having those connections and stuff like that. And I'm kinda like you, I'm I'm really not a um society person. I kind of think against the grain. But um, um but and even in that, it's still important to have people around you because it is easy, because I'm also a solopreneur and it's really easy to burn yourself on both ends you know?
2: Yes. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Very true. I've I've burned myself on both ends uh, more than once. And and I'm I'm learning and growing from that. And and, and you're right, what you said. I I would also encourage um, the the lovely listeners here today to keep in mind that through the power of authentic leadership, which I've um, uh, written and spoken about, uh, there are very much good people out there and there are authentic leaders out there. I've, i've become disenchanted at times i've sometimes even become disillusioned uh, i even uh, talk about this with with my fiance and uh, it's certainly a challenge um you know not everyone in, in fact many will not be authentic and at the same time just keep in mind look there are gems in there there are diamonds in the rough there are pockets there are good people and i'm not just saying that i've very much experienced that i've i i had authentic leaders who who um got on chats with me uh so more than many times, uh, just providing very positive and helpful uh, thoughts and and, and guidance. Uh, so yeah, the good people are out there. You just have to do have those blinders up, exactly like you said, and uh, like you and your your son are very much aware of.
1: So what would you say, Jeff? You are would you consider to be uh, your biggest one of your biggest failures, and what did you learn from it?
2: Yeah, well. It, it's another interesting question, and and uh, I would like to uh, once again be be open uh, with the purpose of of, of adding value and, and sharing relevant stories here. I will uh, I will say this, and this is a little bit embarrassing, uh, but it, but it is going to end in a, in a happy way. Uh, as of December two thousand and sixteen, I was actually uh, close to thirty seven thousand dollars in credit card debt. Um,
1: wow
2: Yeah. And well, let me jump to the end here quickly and then I'll fill in the in between. I'm happy to say, and, and this is no exaggeration, it's literally 100% gone. It's, it's, That's awesome. it's, it's completely gone. And, uh, and I will say this, to so just fill in a little bit of context here and then to, to, to share also how your listeners can move through, through their own struggles. I, I wasn't being stupid. I wasn't being like impulsive. It was actually it being a solopreneur and building my business. And I certainly do not regret it. I especially am very happy that I published the three books I did. So there's a lot of good there where it got a bit out of control. And this is where I learned is that I was actually looking for, for speaking experience uh, really around the United States, around the country. And uh, there was just a quick example here. There was one example um, actually in the summer of 2016, I was speaking to Phoenix uh, to an audience in Phoenix, Arizona, and it was a total disaster. The, the meeting planner actually, and, and look, I'm, I'm not, I'm not uh, upset at all. I'm just sharing what happened. The meeting planner actually told me the wrong information about the audience. So I thought it was going to be a group of 16 to 18-year-olds. <laughs> the majority of the audience were actually kids like 10 or younger. Had I Whoa. known that, of course I would have changed my content. So what the, it was a complete disaster, probably the most humiliating speaking engagement of my life. I learned a lot from it, but I just simply got wrong information from the meeting planner. Again, I'm not uh, pointing fingers. I'm not, I'm not upset just just what happened. It was just humiliating. I, I got criticized by people and I tried to explain to them what happened. And, you know, people can be very harsh. And I was in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm sharing this in relation to the, the failure because, I look, I didn't need to be out there in Phoenix. I pushed a little bit too much. And this, was, this is where there's that huge balance. There's a huge conversation around this, by the way between being proactive, I'm very much on the proactive side, I'm a go-getter, but also not forcing it too much. And it's a very delicate balance because I actually lean towards being proactive. You cannot sit around waiting for people. But what I learned from this uh, very difficult failure experience being into uh, uh, very nearly, uh, just underneath $37,000 in credit card debt, is that there is a balance here and you can't force it too much. And look, I have the right intentions, I wanted to help people and I wanted to get speaking experience to build my speaking resume to uh, further improve my brand so that I could reach more people again, with the purpose of helping others. I had good intentions. I wasn't being stupid. Uh, I I wasn't doing drugs. I I wasn't, I wasn't out of control in a bad way. Not like that, but I, I was certainly making choices that did not lead to a return on investment. I wasn't betting it enough. I wasn't thinking through, okay, if I go to Phoenix, Arizona, am I really going to see the full return on investment being that I'm, I'm paying my own way to get there that I'm, uh, I'm not only, um, not getting paid for that engagement, by the way, I, I, I have gotten paid to speak, but this is as I'm building my resume, but I also have right. to pay for my flight and the rental car. It was it just thousands of dollars and I had all the right intentions and it and it, it, it was a disaster. So as you can see, I'm, I'm being lighthearted about it, fun loving because um, uh, to kind of bring this, um, bring this all together now as I, as I wrap up this, this story. Um, look, it, it was very, very hard. I mean, very embarrassing. Um, and, and it was not, I was certainly made uh, very good choices to publish the books. That was not wrong. I mean, the books led to really wonderful things. I would right. just like to tell my former self, be a little more discretionary, be a little more careful in taking on some of these speaking engagements where I just had to pay thousands and thousands of dollars to get there. And they really didn't bring the return on investment that I uh, would have hoped. And, and look, the credit card debt is gone. I learned those lessons. And uh, I very much uh, will remind myself constantly in the years to come to be a bit more careful what opportunities I say yes to.
1: That's actually very powerful because um, not, not that I'm sorry that you had all those experiences. Yeah. But I'm, not saying, yeah. I'm not saying those were powerful, but what you learned from it, I think was, was super powerful because, um, the idea of balance, even though you had all the good intentions and you can have that, you know, if you're trying to start a business and get a business off the ground, yeah. you can have that, um, in any scenario or situation, if you don't have the right, um, you you have to kind of look at the whole picture and not just be so narrow fun, uh, focused. Because I found if you are so narrow focused where you're only focusing on one thing, that it can put you in a precarious situation. And not be so, if I can say it like, so like this, not be so thirsty for opportunities because not every opportunity that sounds good is necessarily good for you, you know? So that was powerful. Thank you for sharing that.
2: Yes. Yes. I, I, I appreciate the safe space to share these stories in a very uh, uplifting way. um, And, and in, a, in a very positive way that can help others also learn from, from my own experiences. And, and, and yes, that's very true to, 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 to find, to find that balance and, and being a go-getter. And I will still tell people to this day, yes, be proactive. I'm still proactive. I'm, I'm meeting people all the time. I'm meeting people here across Europe and across the world. I'm making new connections on LinkedIn and i uh, um, getting on uh, invited on very powerful podcasts such as these. That's powerful, but exactly what you said, uh, Elisha, to just be a bit more careful and to not be quite as, as uh, thirsty and uh, just just be a, a, a little more aware. Of, uh, hey, really ask yourself: Are you going to see that return on investment? Is it worth it? to go to this right. event and it could be but just make sure you do that due, due
1: diligence up front um as we've been talking about here that sounds good that sounds good so jeff i understand that you have something that you could um that you'd like to share give the audience as as a um as a um cuz we like we like we like presents so <laughs> do you have something that you like to share with them that they can have yes
2: i do i do so my most recent book is called The Power of Authentic uh, Leadership, which became um, a bestseller on Amazon in the competitive category of business mentoring and coaching. And uh, your listeners, if they're so inclined and interested, can get a free copy of that PDF in exchange for um, being added to my email list. Of course, the email list is uh, no spam, all value, and you're always free to unsubscribe at any time. If they would like that free copy of this Amazon best-selling book in exchange for being added to my email list, they can email directly my executive assistant. That would be Meg at JeffDSpeaks.com, M-E-G at J-E-F-F-D, D D as in Davis, Speaks, plural dot com, Meg at JeffDSpeaks.com. Just please tell her that you heard me on this uh, awesome podcast and that you would like a free copy of the the PDF in exchange for being added to the email list, which is uh, all value. And uh, that's my freebie for your listeners. And I'd be honored for them to check out the book and to, to dive into the power of authentic leadership.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And and I will speak to uh, Jeff's writing style. It, it's it, it's really gets you lost in the pages. He is an excellent writer and it's almost as if he takes you away within the book, you know, as he's talking about it. And it's very positive um it's very uplifting and it it will also challenge you you know um it will also challenge you as you read so by all means reach out to his um executive assistant um and g- enjoy this amazing book um that he's offering um for for you all to have at no charge um, and and then, Jeff, if people would like to contact you or, or learn more about what what you do, how can they reach out to you?
2: Yes, I would be honored if they would like to uh, learn more about what I do, to connect, to ask me questions, inquire, uh, anything that comes to mind uh, after listening to this discussion. They can uh, uh, go to my website, of course, uh, JeffDSpeaks.com. And also feel free to email me directly. I do respond To my emails and, and I, I very much engage. So you can always email me directly at Jeff, my first name, Jeff at Jeff D speaks.com. And I'd be honored to have a conversation and to talk further. And also feel free to check me out on LinkedIn. Uh, I am on various social media platforms. I'm directing you to LinkedIn because I, I do add good value there. Um, so you can find me on LinkedIn as speaker Jeff Davis and feel free to, to connect, to follow, uh, whatever is best for you, and I, I would love to connect further on LinkedIn as well.
1: Well, Jeff, I want to take out this time to thank you for taking out the time to um, talk with us on the show. This has been an amazing experience, and I don't take it lightly. And I'm I'm very very thankful that you've taken out the time to do that. I don't know what time it is in the Netherlands, but um, I thank you for taking out the time to talk to us and for the positive messages that you've shared with us. Like I said before, Jeff is a good friend, and I think you guys can see why um, we have stayed connected over the years. And what you see is what you get. He's not wearing a mask or anything like that. This is Jeff. (laughs) So um, thank you for joining us, Jeff. And you have a fantastic, and, and to all of you, I wish you well. And as you continue to lay things down, as you continue to move forward in, um, our world embracing the positive I encourage you to walk in freedom thank you for joining the show everyone and you have a wonderful fantastic day
0: thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to Elisha's space if you are interested in learning more about Jeff check out his website at www.jeffdspeaks.com. if you like what you're hearing I encourage you to subscribe to the show so you can hear all of the other great upcoming episodes that are coming in the next few weeks. We look forward to connecting with you again on Elisha Space.